You're listening to Kiss My Aesthetic, your go-to podcast for bragworthy branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship advice. I'm your host, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co. Let's dive into the episode. Greetings and welcome back to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I am so excited to have the fit boss himself in the building. Welcome to the podcast, Ruben. Hey, what's up, Michelle? How are you? Oh my gosh, so good. And I've been wanting to record this episode, I think, since we even started working together the first week. Because I'm like, dang, this is going to be such a good case study, this project. I'm sure you guys have seen it by now. Ruben is the owner, founder of Fit Boss Blueprint, and we're going to get into all of that good stuff. But for anyone who doesn't know you, can you tell us in more detail who you are, what you do, and who you help? Yeah, my name is Coach Ruben Brooks, and I'm a business coach for fitness coaches. And we specialize in helping fitness coaches and personal trainers take their business online and scale their business to six figures within six months or less. Ooh, dialed in, ready to go, ready to rock. (laughs) (laughs) He knows it. That's right. Give us some of the background. How did you get started in this space? Where did you learn? How did you get to this point where that is your dialed in mission statement and you know you can deliver on it? Because I've got to imagine that didn't just fall in your lap day one. Yeah. Well, I started as a fitness coach and my biggest challenge was I wanted more money and I also wanted to help more people. And I was really good at my job. I started as an in-person personal trainer, had awesome case studies with all of my clients. But the biggest challenge was I was in the gym all day long and I didn't have time for myself or friends because I was prioritizing my clients and also prioritizing my money. And I did make that. But (laughs) I'm starting neglecting my personal workouts and my personal macros and hitting that and my personal life. So I said, there must be a way. The way was to go online. And so I looked around on the internet. I got connected with different people. I found my first business coach, learned a little bit from him. I finally took my business online within, I want to say, five months or so. I started making around $5,000 a month online. And that was online clientele. In addition to my in-person, and then I eventually transitioned all online. So that was that. I then hired more business coaches because I wanted to learn more. And I just went into the rabbit hole. And it was so much fun because I went from coach to coach to coach. I went from about seven different business coaches, learned everything that they had to offer because one coach taught me a lot, but didn't teach me everything that I need to know. So I just kept going until I felt complete. After that, because I felt like I had all of the knowledge, I was like, well, there's a gap missing in the industry. No one has everything in one set place. Why did I personally have to go from coach to coach to coach to coach? Why don't I just create the one-stop shop that can take any personal trainer from wherever you're at in your business, take your business online and scale it to six figures within six months or less. And now that's why I do full-time and I specialize in just that. Oh my goodness. It's been really incredible to see just that growth. And we know each other personally through friends and through your girlfriend, Nadia, of course. You had branding for Fitboss Blueprint, which is your signature course. And then you came to me and you're like, you know what? I feel like it's time for a change. What was the spark that got you thinking on that? And where do you feel like your old branding maybe wasn't hitting that level that you were looking for? Yeah. Shout out to Nadia. For real, I might give her a little bit on the side. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Well, you know, there is this polish that I was looking for for my business. 
to take it to that next level, to stand out just a little bit more. And I believe that I needed that for my business. I really did. It was already good. It was okay, right? I just want to be a little bit better. Maybe that's just who I am as a person. I just want things to be just a little bit, I like to say just slightly elevated, slightly elevated from the normal so I can stand out just a little bit more. And so the branding was already good. I just wanted to be a little bit better. I got in contact with you through Nadia and the rest was history. And now I feel like my brand is actually more established and it's more concrete. And it's also not in my mind anymore. So I had all these ideas I wanted to do, but it's not in my mind anymore. It's now in reality, which is a lot of fun. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. It's been so fun to see you use your assets so well. Like I point my other clients to your stuff sometimes. I'm like, look, he got all this branding. He's implementing. He like took it and ran with it. Like, let's not waste any time. That's obviously very much your personality type. But let's talk about the name Fit Bosses. I think we got actually into some real juicy stuff in the original part of your branding process because I really was trying to understand like what to you is that boss mentality? Like what does that represent for you? And then how do we pull that forward visually to mirror the actual values? So walk us through how did you fall on this as a business name? And then what do you feel like Fit Boss embodies or represents that you were having a hard time like communicating visually? Yeah, well, the name of the business is kind of self-explanatory. You're already in fitness and you just need to level up and become the boss. So because I went through my own level up, I was like, why not just call it Fit Boss, right? You get to be the Fit Boss. Why not just own that? That would be really cool. How do you feel like that represents itself? Because I think you do a really great job with content. I feel like that's your content is your stuff. Like that is your sweet spot. You educate, you inspire, you motivate. You've got an aspirational lifestyle. And I think that lifestyle is super, super important to a lot of the things that you teach your clients. Yeah. So explain a little bit about your methodology and your thought process and like what makes your approach actually work for people. Yeah. What makes my approach work for people is that I prioritize my lifestyle and freedom. And that's my main mission. That's what I put out there first because I know who my audience is. As I mentioned before, I used to be a personal trainer stuck in the gym and I didn't have time for myself. So I went through the journey and I came out on the other side. So now I get to show people what the other side looks and feels like. And when they see me, they're like, oh, I kind of want that lifestyle as well. And I'll teach you how to shortcut the steps with the blueprint so that you can get to where I'm at or your own version of that. Yeah, I think the online education space is so interesting as well, right? Because a lot, and I tell this to people on the podcast all the time, a lot of what you want to know or want to learn pretty much exists somewhere for free or pretty low cost. Mm -hmm. What you're getting at when you're paying like a specialist, a coach, an expert is that they're going to get you, like you said, from step A to Z much faster because they've either A, lived it, B, like seen it done. (laughs) C, like they can identify your problems that you can't see, your blind spots, right? And I know you work a lot on mindset. What are some of the things that you work through or like how do you structure your day to make sure that you're showing up the best that you can be as a business owner? Yeah, well, before I answer that question, I do want to go back and point out some things. What you just said is that I invested in another coach, right? That can shortcut my learning curve. And I've already had my experience of like investing in other people already. So at this point in my life, I don't waste time. It's really about not wasting time anymore because I'm smarter. Why don't I just pay for... You were on such a good thought. 
you were explaining about investing in experts and why that's important to you. Yeah. I just don't want to waste time, right? I'm at the point in my business and in my life where time is money and also time is of the essence. And now that I know how to make a little bit of money, I invest my money wisely and I invest it in education and in knowledge and to expedite the time that it takes for me to complete something. So instead of figuring out on YouTube, I'll just reach out to an expert like Michelle, right? So she can tell me exactly what I'm lacking or what I need to do and then problem solved immediately. So it's all about speed at this point. I have just a curious personal question. Have you ever been absolutely burned by a coach? Oh yeah. I think this is what turns me off from some of the online space is like, I don't know. I feel like some coaching programs are a little shady. I have my very first coach. He wasn't even necessarily a business fitness coach, but he presented himself like that. Aha! Uh-huh. It was a money grab. And I really didn't know because I was naive and I was very just excited about the journey and somebody saying that they can help me. But I didn't do my due diligence with doing research, right? And, you know, he had a couple of reviews, but sometimes you can kind of fake it. Fudge it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can fudge it a little bit. So I was fudged. And <laughs> yeah, I was just burned by that. But that was like my first one. I had two more, actually. But here's the thing about it, okay? Even though I was fudged, I still learned something. And I went through that process and I learned how not to get fudged. And I also did learn some business basics as well, some things I wasn't doing before. So I did learn some things, but I didn't get fudged. Yeah, (laughs) I love that we've adopted that as a terminology now. You made a YouTube video recently about investing a hefty amount of money in a coach. And some of the things that you've learned. Talk us through that and kind of what you've learned or what's the difference between kind of that entry level. And this is really out of personal curiosity because I'm very much like a do-it-yourself, learn-it-yourself kind of person. I have like learned a lot of things in college. I'm pretty industrious as far as like solving my own problems and figuring out solutions. I've not been an online course junkie. I've not been a coach junkie. That's like, it's not my space that I've ever been in. I have a very entrepreneurial family and I'm very thankful for that. But my own hesitations of the space, which I've got to imagine are some objections, even from potential clients of yours, is like not knowing what they're going to get out of it. And also feeling like, what happens if I get it all the way to the end? And it's like, "Mm." there still has to be like a lot of personal responsibility and, you know, due diligence to actually take the things and apply what you've learned. Do you notice that that happens? Mm -hmm. What are some of those roadblocks that your potential clients have with wanting to hire you as their coach? I've got to imagine there's people that follow you on social that just kind of like linger or they're like maybe opt into one thing and then they get scared. What would you tell that person? Well, keep watching. Just keep watching, you know, because there's a reason why you are following me. There's a reason why you did opt in. There's a reason why you are gravitating towards us. And it's because of the content that I put out because I'm putting content out based around the challenges that you're struggling with. So I'm hooking you in. I'm drawing you in closer and closer and closer into my ecosystem. So keep watching because I'm solving your challenges too. I'm not just pulling you in into my ecosystem just for the hell of it. I'm actually solving your problems and solving your challenges. So the more that you watch me, the more you'll find the success always leads clues, right? So just by doing this podcast alone with you, somebody listening could say, oh man, this guy went through all these different coaches and then he created his own one. That's a clue, meaning that you don't have to go through all seven. You can just go through 
requires, right? Or me saying that I just went straight to you and you shortcut my learning curve. These are all clues to people. So if somebody just keeps watching and keeps paying attention to the journey, they'll learn and they'll find a little bit of something that's going to help them unlock the next step. Yeah, I think I have a really similar mentality in that I always will get on a discovery call with someone because even if I can't solve their problem because you know they can't work with us because of budget or they have other criteria or it's not a good fit, at the very least, I want to be a part in their success story by connecting them with the person that they need. So it's a way better benefit for me to still talk to that person and say like, hey, tell me about your business. Let me give you some advice. I've been doing this for 10 years. Like, I might be able to point what you don't need right now is a new logo. What you really need is to have a whatever, you know, like to be able to pinpoint what that is. And at the end of the day, they're still walking away from having a positive interaction with my brand because who knows where they're going to be in three years, five years, 10 years, they could totally come back around as a client and it's happened before. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about that is that because you got on the call, you got to also listen to their challenges too. What I teach my clients is that if you know your audience's challenges, that challenge, you should go right now and create content on it right now. Because if somebody came to you with a specific challenge, that means it's on their mind. And if they can't afford it, that's fine. That doesn't mean somebody else that can afford it won't learn from that. So take whatever piece of content or challenge that somebody presents to you in the field and create content on it. I have the perfect example of this from our discovery call. And I remember it because I was explaining to you brand architecture and about how you were debating whether FitBoss Blueprint is supposed to live under approved by Brooks or if it should be its own separate entity. And I explained to you kind of this phenomenon of almost like a family tree. And I say this so often that I'm like, I need to make content about this. So I recorded an entire podcast episode so that the next time I talk to a client about it, I can be like, here you go. It's on YouTube. Anywhere you find podcasts, this is going to get you in the right direction. That's the perfect example. And that was so helpful for me. Just the breakdown between, okay, this is a personal brand and this is a business brand. They shouldn't be under one roof. They need to be split. And then you can create content based on the nuance between the brands. Mm -hmm. And how they relate to each other, right? Like how they're linked. Because no one can ever truly be like 100% separate from their business, especially as an entrepreneur. The problem is I feel like entrepreneurs, we get too enmeshed in our business and it turns into one big blob. And there's no separation. But even if you try to stay distance, there's always going to be that personal tie. Now that you've kind of separated the two, how are you feeling about it? How do you feel about your brands? You know what? It's a feeling of relief, knowing that I don't have to put much stress and I have a system for my business brand. And that was really important because I want to make sure that there's a system of what to post, how to post it, what the vibe should be, what it should look like, etc. And sometimes the heavily educating content, I didn't want to put on my personal page because I use my personal page as like the entry funnel to get people in the door. And that page is supposed to be a little bit more aesthetic, more fun, more entertaining so that they can then get to the educational content, right? So I rail them in through the fun stuff and then get them to stay through the educational stuff. So knowing that I can be more of myself on my personal brand has made me feel way less stressed. And it makes social media more fun for me now because I'm not caring about certain elements that I did before. And it also makes the business brand side of things very less stressful as well because I don't care if somebody likes or not likes it. 
this is the content. This is the education part that I want everyone to see. I think it's also perfect timing because I've noticed this with social media as well as like if you started a business account in like 2014, 2015, 2016, the number one thing that we said is like, you have to let people know all these personal details about yourself so they can connect with you. And I feel like we're finally at the point where the pendulum is starting to swing, not totally the other way, but it's less about that. It's less about, I like almond milk in my coffee and I have a yellow lab and it's more about, let me actually get your results. Like, let's actually go back to the business part and talk about the business because I don't want you to just work with me because I like almond milk and I have a yellow lab. I want you to work with me because I do a good job at my job. So I'm doing immediately when I got off the last call with you where we talked about separating those, I'm like, why am I not doing this for myself? (laughs) And this happens so much. This happens so much with me where I get into the idea and I actually talk about my clients' goals because I really get to know my clients and like get to know what they're after and the lifestyle they're trying to build. And we mesh, obviously, because that's how I end up working with them and continue to work with them. And then I thought like, oh my gosh, I'm in the same boat. MKW Creative Co. is no longer just me, but it's representing my team and the results and the clients and the work that we do. And I'm not nearly giving that as much credit as I want to just like post pictures from Italy. (laughs) So I was like, we've got to create some separation, you know? We love the pictures from Italy. (laughs) You know, there's a time and place for both, but it's kind of given me like renewed creativity with my personal account. And I remember when I talked to you, you were really asking me like, okay, well, if I'm going to run my personal brand, like what are my content buckets and how many times should I post? And I was like, I think you can be more lax than that. I think you can just let this be your playground. Like let this be your place to experiment and to show people all different facets of who you are because you're not just one note. But let me interject. Please. Because I know that there is are going to be people that watch this who are kind of just starting out too. And you are the expert. So let me ask you a question about this because I know some of my followers are going to be listening to this too, right? So as a branding expert, right, just coming in the game, should I start off with two Instagram pages or should I just start off with one? Ooh. Oh, I put it on the spot. <laughs> you did, but I like this question. I think that when it comes down to having limited time and limited resources and limited knowledge, I'd rather see a business owner go all in on their business page than to feel like they have to run two different brands. Yes. I think you and I are both at the point in our business where we've earned the opportunity to separate them because our businesses have grown bigger than just ourselves, right? So if I were truly a solopreneur and MKW Creative Co. were nothing but me and only me, then having it be more related to my personal thoughts, my personal opinions, my personal life makes a lot more sense. Versus if this organization now needs to represent multiple people and multiple clients and loads of work, then like we can just pull myself off to the side a little bit. Because now I can position myself as like founder, thought leader, and it's a public personal account, but it's a personal account, but it needs to have that separation between like collective and individual. Hmm. Follow-up question. Okay. If I already have a personal page, a couple of thousand followers, three to 5,000, mm-hmm. should I turn this page into a business page that all my friends and my family are following this? Sure. Should I start there or should I just start from scratch and just do business? Ooh, I'm of kind of the later camp because I think that although you want your friends and family to support your business, they're not your ideal client. And so many clients fall. I love that you've turned my interview of you into an interview of me. This is great. <laughs> this is great. I feel like I'm, now I'm in like, I'm at the shrink's office and we switch spots, but we're now here. I think that your friends and family are not always your ideal client. 
because they're not always going to pay you what you charge for your services. So creating a brand on the back of, oh, I'm going to leverage my personal connections is a decent idea, but I think those people are going to naturally fall off and there's going to be some natural attrition there versus starting a new page and encouraging the people that support you to support you over there. I think it does separate it out. And a lot of clients fall into this trap because they get their branding done and they said, oh, I showed my spouse, I showed my brother, I showed my sister-in-law, I showed my cousin. And I'm like, are they your ideal client though? Because they're going to have you ask a thousand people, you're going to get a thousand opinions. And although they know you, they weren't privy to all the conversations that you and I had about your goals, about your ideal client, about your audience, about how you're going to market to them. So yes, if you show them the logo point blank, you're going to get an opinion, but it may not be the opinion that should be the loudest. Facts. So I think having that separation, if you're going to start a new business, you have a personal account and you're going to start a new business, by all means, use that collaborative post feature, drive people all the time to that business page. But I would separate them, I think. Oh, you know what? Is that a new feature, the collaborative? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I didn't have that before. So I'm glad you're saying this because it'll post on both pages. That's like a brilliant way to bridge the gap. Oh, it's exactly what I did this last weekend with my Halloween costume because I was girl dinner, which is like a TikTok trend. And so I collaborative posted between my business account and personal accounts. So it's like, this is personal content, but this is also like a side of my personality and creativity and internet meme dumb that fits for my business audience. So it did fit for both. And then of course I tagged the brands of the clothes that I was wearing because brand partnerships. So you can check a lot of those boxes. I think there's a lot more opportunity to do that now, but yeah, you won't ever catch me like really promoting my business through my personal page as much as like using my business page to then also drive people to personal. Does that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you for explaining that to me. My gosh, of course. So fitness coaches, you heard it first from my branding coach. Yeah. Right. That's how you do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's also a thing of like, I think, you know, YouTube so well, and I'm trying to up my YouTube game. Content is king. We know this, right? Creating high quality, consistent, well-produced content. I think you really do this better, better than anyone I've worked with, which is really exciting. Thank you. Of course. How has the video part of marketing like changed or transformed or really like leveraged your business in order to do what you do? Well, video is everything nowadays, but don't forget the power of a photo because that's also very fun, especially when it comes to carousels. Yes. And also integrating both of those at the same time on carousels. That's been pretty fun. But video is a lot of fun because there's so many things that you can do with video. And you can also present yourself in certain ways how you want to be perceived to your audience. And no one's behind the camera but you if you're doing this solo, right? So however you want to be perceived to your audience, you can take your time and do it right? And it just takes a little bit of courage to do it, but you can do it 100%. And I would say, try to present yourself in the highest form of yourself possible. Make that your North Star. Just try to speak better when you're on camera. Try to dress a little bit better when you're on camera. Try to fluctuate your tonality a little bit more when you're on camera. And that way, when people come to you, they're going to be like, wow, that's just so polished. You speak so well. All these little compliments, well, it's all on purpose. You actually were very intentional about that, right? And also, because no one else is really paying attention to that, those little things add up over a period of time because they're in separate categories. If I increase my appearance by 10%, increase my tonality by 10%, increase my video production by 10%, 
it's a 30% increase overall. It's a very good point. That's a very solid point. No, it makes me think of part of our brand design process really that transformed was when we did these brand presentations on video. Because to your point exactly, I can't just show someone something and assume they're going to know what was in my brain. So I need to explain what's in my brain. And I noticed that if I put things together in a video presentation, it allowed me to get all of the thoughts out about a project before the client could interject. (laughs) So that's why I sent it ahead of time, which was so helpful because it's nerve wracking presenting your work and then waiting for feedback or trying to read the client or read the interaction versus here's the thing, review it, let me know your notes, and then we'll talk about it. I think that that part helps. How was it viewing the video, being on the other side of it? I loved it. The video is very important because a lot of people don't know this about me, but I used to do pharmaceutical sales. So I had to go from doctor's office to doctor's office, right? And there was a study done. I may get these numbers wrong, but just pay attention to the story, I guess, right? (laughs) Whenever you show somebody a slide deck while you're talking with them, they're, I think, 80% more likely to pay attention to what you just said versus without a slide deck and you just talk to them. So having visuals helps people retain the information. And also they get to ask questions. They're more engaged and intrigued in it. So whenever you're showcasing educational stuff or tutorial stuff, it's really important to have some visuals to go along with it. When I got your visual of mine, I got to, number one, hear your voice, right? So I got to hear how excited you are about your own products, right? And what you did. And I get to hear the education behind what you did at different points and your philosophy behind making the cut this way and the colors this way and the shade this way, right? So that also helped me to hear your expertise as well. And overall, I got the whole visual. And when I reflect back to think about that presentation of the branding package, I was like, damn, this is really good. Mm. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is really good. That's what we're going for. And Because the presentation was so good, I was like, do I need to second guess or ask her any other questions? Because should I second guess the expert? I don't know. This is fucking awesome. Like, it was that good, right? So, yeah, that was my thoughts on it. Yeah, I'll even peel back the curtain further is before I present those, I'll often go back and rewatch our first call. So a lot of what I'm doing is I know sometimes in my designer brain and my creative brain, I call it kind of like I have like a that's a Raven moment. Like usually on the first discovery call, I can be like, and I can like see what it's going to look like in the future. And I'd be like, okay, well, if you're trying to grow this business, like why wouldn't you have a conference in Tulum? I remember telling you that in the original, right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, why not? Why not? Why couldn't you have your own supplement line? And you're like, well, I've always wanted to do that. And I was like, see? So I have these kind of like clairvoyant little itches, little like tingles. And so I want to communicate that. But then I also sometimes need to cross-check that that's actually what the client wants. Because even if it's what I want, I need to make sure, does this branding actually deliver on the goals and the mission and the purpose of what they're doing? And could they practically see themselves do that? I know a lot of designers that will present and be like, and here's your business card mock-up, and here's a sign, and here's a this. And I think that that kind of sells it short when you could be showing, this is what conference collateral could look like. This is what a full suite of merch could look like. Here's what a billboard or a bus sign signage, you know what I mean? Like, why not go all the way with it? Because as designers, we have those tools at our disposal. So to be able to help someone visualize, I think is the greatest gift. And like, clearly it helped you. Well, the beauty of what you did is that you gave me more than I was expecting. So I can see a bigger picture of how far I could potentially could take it. 
And what that allowed me to do is reinvest back with you for other projects, because if you didn't show me this road over here, I probably wouldn't have gone that route, right? Or something along the lines of that. So I think that whenever you're as a business owner, you should do more than what is expected of you. Of course, always. Show them, pull the curtain all the way back and show people how far you can actually take them. Because like just... For example, in FitBoss, you don't have to stop at $10,000 a month. You can go as far as you want to go, and I can show you the way. But, right, let's just get you to this goal. And if you choose to continue to go on, on that mountain, you can continue to walk right, or climb, whatever you want to do. But doing a little bit more and presenting a little bit more than what is expected, I think, opens you up to bigger possibilities. Yeah, your project was also the first project this year that where I really got to play with AI. Yeah. And mid journey, because I just learned it. And I was like foaming at the mouth. I was like, oh, this is totally going to work. And we took that description, that real juicy description that you gave me of what you envisioned your brand to be, which was Batman's Batcave turned into luxury high end personal gym wellness retreat. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know what this looks like. Like, we can do this. Right. So I think some of my favorite stuff we did for your branding was like visualizing like Fit Boss HQ, even if it's not a real spot. And the way that I communicated it to you at the time was like, let's create the images that show people what your mind looks like. And I think that that's where technology is really bridging this gap, right? Is it gives us an opportunity to show like with Ruben's glasses on, this is what the world is looking like. And this is what your potential is. And to visualize that in a way that other people can understand, I think has been a really fun exercise. Where do you feel like AI and artificial intelligence is going to help you in your business? Have you started dabbling? I've got to imagine you have. No. And no, you'll probably give me my lashes for that. But the only reason why I haven't been is because I still use the stuff that you gave me, right? Because it's oh, well, then there you go. <laughs> I use that for all the marketing. So here's the cool thing about the AI. And I think that it will allow you to create your own aesthetic and own vibe. Your own universe. Yeah, they can copy it to a degree, but it's yours. It's like, who's going to put Batman and luxury in the same sentence in a cave and make it a headquarters for fitness and personal trainers, right? If you type that all into an AI software, you're going to get kind of what we got, right? Which is pretty dope. Don't copy that, by the way. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that it allowed me to create something that stood out in the marketplace where people would be like, ooh, I kind of want to be a part of that because it looks different. It feels different. It's imagination. They've never seen it before. And it looks so polished. And inside of that world, I can play around with it. So I can direct things inside of that world. Especially when you said that you use this kind of imagery, like superhero imagery and anime imagery in your teaching. I feel like that's such an untapped, like, Juicy, it makes me want to like get off the grid for like two weeks and just go and produce like an entire universe that's your whole school. You know what I mean? And now with AI, we can go there. Like, imagine there's like a Fit Boss branded dojo house in Japan that's like your next promotion. Oh, you get me excited. That's what I'm saying. That your next promo for an accelerated program is all like in this Japanese sensei culture and that we use this beautiful imagery in the architecture and that you're pulling in different experts or a round table. Like I already see, like I said, this is the, that's a Raven moment. It's happening right now. So I see what that looks like. 
And now we have the tools where I can just tell the robot, like, make this look like that. And then it'll spit it out. That's the most fun to me. Being creative like this is like the ultimate. It's the dream. That's just so exciting. I just want to stop talking so you can continue <laughs> to talk. So you <laughs> just keep going. Plan it all out for me. <laughs> it's the kiss of death. It's the kiss of death because my friends and my family will always be like, if you hear Michelle say, well, what you could do is, it's like game over, lights out. Don't even think about saying anything else. Like, let me just get there. And some of my friends are like, it's wild to me that you're unmedicated. <laughs> I was like, medicated for what? I just found a job that lights me up. And I think you're in that place too, right? Like you get so excited for your clients. That's so obvious from your social media. Tell us about some of your recent wins or things that have happened that you're like, man, I'm on fire today. Like everything is great. Everything is so good. Oh my God. One of my most recent wins, and it's actually not from me, it's from a client inside of FitBoss. We're posting his testimonial in about two weeks. But his name's Hagen, and Hagen, within 27 days of being inside of FitBoss, as a new personal trainer, scaled his business at his first $10,000 month within 27 days. Unheard of, just crushed it. And all he did was just go through the blueprint, focus in, and he did the work and he got the results. That's all it was. He did the work, he got the results. That's all it was. Isn't that like the most frustrating and the most rewarding sentence is that if you focus and you do the work, you get the results you want. (laughs) Inputs, outputs, inputs, outputs. That's really all it is. But why people don't get to the other side is distractions and focus. That's it. But Hagen, I just want to talk about him because shout out to you, Hagen. He doesn't mind me sharing this because he actually said it in his own testimonial story. But this was his first time he's married. He's a little bit, I think he's like 28. This was his first time being able to buy his family, his daughter and his wife tickets to come see him. They live in Colombia. So now he has enough money to pay rent, buy plane tickets and have fun while they're here. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Exactly. I'm like, oh, that's the high, the same kind of high, right? And the more results we get like that, the higher I feel. I'm like, this excites me so much. It's like nothing else can really replace this because this man's life literally just changed and he was in control of that process. Right. I think that's the best thing about being an entrepreneur is everyone's in the business of helping people, helping people at the end of the day. That's all it is. It's like, and if you are the kind of person that's passionate and fired up about helping people, the rest of the stuff is going to fall into place. The money's going to fall into place. The clients are going to fall into place. If that's really, truly the core, that's the stuff, that's the fire in the furnace. I think that that resonates. There was one question I had before which was about your personal routine. Oh, my morning routine. Oh yeah. Because I'm in the place of like, it's the end of the year. I'm in kind of like reflection mode. I'm like, okay, what are we going to do different? What worked? What didn't work? And I feel like I, this is an area of my life I'm looking to improve. So I'm looking to you for some inspiration. Okay. All right. What specific questions do you have? Let me tap Ooh, in. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we talked when we originally talked about what is the day in the life as a fit boss, right? Like what does that look like? You had such an interesting, interesting to me at least, like discipline to your schedule, which was really focused on your own self-improvement above anything, whether that's physical, mental, emotional, whether that's leaving time to play, like create, and knowing also like kind of biohacking is the wrong term, but creating a schedule that works with the way that your brain likes to work. And I really kind of keyed into that. So maybe that kind of jumps you off and you can kind of like walk us through a day in the life of Ruben. 
Yeah, sure. You said discipline to the schedule. I will say discipline to the results, right? Because all I'm looking for is to create my daily routine set up in a way where I can win on a daily basis. So therefore, I need to make sure, first, I need to define what a win would be like to me. In my personal life, I have a couple of things I do every single day that makes it a win. The first thing I have is I make sure I track my macros for me personally. I make sure I work out. I make sure I meditate. I make sure that I make sales for the day. Mm -hmm. And I also make sure that I take my vitamins. And also one last thing, spend time with my significant other. So if I could, in a perfect world, in a perfect day, build out my calendar and set it up in a way where I hit all of those in a daily basis, that means to a degree, every day could be a win. Even if I just hit one of those things, a win's a win and I will win the day, right? So my thought process behind this is to set up your perfect day and just aim to hit that on a daily basis so that you can live in your dream world. In a perfect world, you hit your macros, you meditated, you had got a workout, you took care of your body today, you spent time with your significant other, you made some money today. This feels like a boss day. Mm-hmm. I'm just winning today. And every day could be potentially like that, right? So I honed in, I went deeper into that and made that the goal. So the key is to every single day to go through my checklist. At the end of the night, I do this every single night. It actually goes off my calendar. I have a form that goes off at 10 o'clock every single night. And I'll put it up to the camera just so you all can (laughs) see it. But it says end of day report right here. And it's every single night. And I can click this. You'll actually be very proud of me because if I click it, look what happens. Oh, I love it. We love a manifestation visualization. We see the FitBoss HQ slide. I love that. You see it, right? It goes right into the slide and says, great job today, boss. And then the first question is, what did you learn today? Oh, I like this. Then the second question is, what were some wins for you today? The next one is, did you meditate today? Did you take your vitamins today? Did you make money today? Did you weigh yourself today? Upload the photo. I take a photo of myself every single day. So I can track my progress. Did you hit your macros today? It's my own personal checklist. I'm impressed. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you so much. My business coach, his name is Bedros Koulian. He likes to call himself a fighter pilot. And I resonate with that because, you know, fighter pilots, they fly high. They're the fighters of the sky. Now, as a pilot, you have to have a checklist in order to fly the plane before you take off. So you need to make sure you go over your checklist before you start and also at the end. So that's what I do every single day. And that aligns me to my vision. And that aligns me to what I need to do for the day. That way, I'm not wasting any time throughout my day. Every day is a win. I'm on autopilot now because I don't have to think about what to do. It just gets done. Yeah, that's such a good point. Have you ever taken the predictive index test? Are you big into like the personality test, working test things? It's called predictive index. Briggs Myers. That one too. I'm INTJ. Yeah, yeah. Okay, ENFJ over here. The predictive index test is really interesting because it's a two-question personality quiz that's what your self-concept is versus what you present. So it's a list of adjectives and based on your alignment of how you perceive yourself versus how you think others perceive you, it gives you this person, one of 16 different personality types. And mine quite literally is the maverick fighter pilot. (laughs) So I resonate with that. Hey, that's cool. Completely. But it will tell you also, the best thing about that is it'll tell you also your deficiencies. So it's a great hiring tool because 
when I make a new job listing, I can basically put the criteria of the job listing measured against my personality type, and it'll find what the common deficiencies are. And then it will rank the applicants based on their proficiencies to fill my deficiencies and the role. It's quite interesting. That is so cool. Yeah. Predictive index. Take a look at that one. But what I love about what you just said is that you're creating ways to make your life on autopilot in which you're constantly winning. And I think that that's something that people miss. I think people miss the mark on that. I think people get to the end of the day, one thing goes wrong, they get absolutely thrown off and then it turns into a spiral or they start doubting themselves or like they don't have that structure that built in. I'm so curious what you're going to do with all of this data. How long have you been doing this? I will go back and review my data. So before I answer that question, I want to talk about the world I came from. I came from the world of personal trainers where I would work with the average person on their fitness goals, where they would, I would give them a meal plan. And if they got off their meal plan, they will say, fuck, I just messed up my whole day. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. And you didn't see all these other wins that you had throughout the day, right? So me as a coach, I had to present to you more possibilities for you to see the wins. Oh, I like that. And that's just me kind of like we talked about before, pulling back the curtain and saying, hey, look at what else happened today, right? Even though you didn't hit your macros, it's okay. But did you spend some time with your family today? Awesome. Great job. Did you go for a walk today? Awesome. Excellent job. You earned your gold star, right? So I'm really big into personal development and personal growth as well. I've read a ton of books, all the Brian Tracy books, a lot of Tony Robbins. And what I've came to the conclusion is at the end of it, at the end of self-development, what people really want is to increase their level of self-esteem, meaning that they want to like themselves a little bit more. And in order to like yourself a little bit more, you also have to see the things that you're doing right throughout the day so you can give yourself a gold star. As an adult, no one else is going to give you your own gold star. It's really up to you. So knowing all of this information, that's why I made that checklist so that I could think about where are all the ways I can give myself gold stars throughout the day so I can stay in this zone because I want to be a winner. That's actually the purpose of it. I never was a winner. I was mostly average. If I told you my GPA, you would probably not laugh at me, but you probably like perceive me just a little bit differently. <laughs> no. But then if I told you how much money is in my bank account, how much money I make, you'd be like, damn, that's, that's a little different, right? Because I was always average to a degree. And I didn't have, I didn't come from a successful family. I didn't have mentors. This is also one of the reasons why I bounced around from different people because I was looking and willing to do whatever it took to become successful. And no matter how many times I failed, I just knew that there was a way because I saw other people do it. And so ultimately, I just wanted to become a winner. And I read all the books. I was like, okay, well, how do I change my mindset in order to win? Because even when I played sports, I wasn't the biggest, I wasn't the best, but I still wanted to win, right? But the odds weren't in my favor. So in business, I'm like, well, in my personal life, how can I now become a winner with where I'm at today? And it was just taking responsibility of what's in my life right now reflecting on it and making adjustments. So you asked me, what am I going to do with all the knowledge I have from my tracking sheet? I'm going to go back and look and just see and reflect on it. So this is how far I've came, right? So if I look at my weight over a quarter's worth, I'll say, oh, okay, you know, this is okay. This is decent. I maintain my weight or I went down in weight if that was my goal or I gained in weight. 
It's basically data so that you can make decisions from. And that's all it is. And the more data you have, the more better decisions you can make. No, I think it's so important to do this not only in your life, but in your business, right? Like we're in that mode right now with the mentor I'm working with for my business where she's like, okay, do you have a spreadsheet of all the clients you worked with in the last three years and have you like ranked them? And I was like, no. (laughs) She's like, maybe start with that. I was like, that's a good idea. So we did and we went back and it's like, okay, how did this project go? Do we want to re-engage this person? Is this an ideal client? Did we like this project? Did we feel fulfilled by this project? And being able to go back and look at that, not only as just me, but as a team, I think it's such insightful data, right? Because it's like, okay, where did this person come from? Who do they know? Who's in their circles? Like, how do we continue to show up for the person that needs what we do by not reinventing the wheel here? Like, we just need to go back to basics and like, look at the data. So I think that's a really important lesson. Let's envision that it's three years from now, five years from now, or even 10 years from now. And you've been keeping this data tracker the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. What do you feel like is going to be different or the same in the future for you? This is such a great question. What's going to be the same is that I'll have consistent data. So that's going to be the same, meaning that hopefully there's not going to be a lot of missing gaps in my data because I've been consistent with putting it in. Unless there's a zombie apocalypse and we're all offline and there's no internet anymore, in which case you're screwed. (laughs) I'm screwed. I'm fucked. (laughs) But (laughs) what will be different, right? What will be different is I would like to see the growth happen. Well, not everybody, but I have a North Star, so I'm looking towards my North Star. Ultimately, I'm keeping track of the lessons I've learned so I can go back and make some content for it. So here's what I learned in Q3 my biggest wins I had in Q4, the biggest lessons I had in the year of 2023 and continuing to make content from that. But I also just get to see my personal growth as a human being and document my journey as an entrepreneur and also as a person. And I can also like not really give it to my kid, but I can share it with my kid one day or, you know, share it with other people and say, hey, look, here's how I looked. November the 1st, 2023. I took a photo today. I took a photo today. I weighed myself today. I already started checking my macros and all that's going to be put in there. So at any time, I can show you, hey, here's my data. Here's what I did. Yeah, that's wild. I feel like you're going to need to turn that over to some kind of like clinical study, like UCSD health department. Like here's 10 years of data for whatever it's worth. (laughs) (laughs) They'll probably have a fill day with it. All of my inner thought. You can sell that. Probably good. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) You study stuff. Amazing. Well, we are almost at the end. I can't believe it, but we could keep talking for forever. I do want to give you a chance to shout out all your stuff. I know you've got a winter special coming up, which is really exciting. So where can everyone find you, follow you, and find FitBoss? Yes, you can find FitBoss at FitBossBlueprint on Instagram, or you can go to FitBossBlueprint.com. And we also have a free 45-minute masterclass for anybody who wants to learn a little bit more about the blueprint to taking your business online. You can find me personally because a brand and the business is two different things, right? You can find Ruben Brooks at Approved by Brooks on Instagram. And I'm there. You can send me a message. For anybody who is a personal trainer, just let me just add this in really quickly. It's really important that you set yourself up for success before the New Year's. January 1 is our Super Bowl. So 
We have a winter special going on right now. Just get in contact with us to learn a little bit more about it. But we have a great special going on right now. And the goal is to set yourself up to win so that when January 1 comes, you're already prepared and you're just bringing in the clients. Help more people and make more money. That's the big goal. And get your systems right. Get your systems. Because you need good systems to run a good business. We know that, right? That's how you scale. Yep, that's it. Exactly. Well, thanks so much for your time, Ruben. This was such a great episode. Make sure you also check out all the FitBoss Blueprint branding because it's now on our website. So that recap video is on there. We've got some previews. There's going to be a lot of cool stuff coming. I can't wait for your eventual future FitBoss Blueprint merch drop photo shoot party extravaganza, which will eventually happen. It's going to be a vibe. It's going to be such yeah. a vibe. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. It's going to be a good time. Amazing. Well, thanks so much. And we'll catch you next time, everybody. See ya. See ya. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. Don't forget to follow along and leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll see you in the Kiss My Aesthetic Facebook group for years and years of behind the scenes content and over 5,000 connections with fellow creatives. For show notes from today's episode, please visit mkwcreative.co slash podcast. This episode was edited by Berta Wired and theme music comes from Eliza Vera and Nathan Menard. Catch you next time.